Hey Candy Fam, this is Nate from Talking Candy. We want to let you know that this audio podcast is a recording from a weekly YouTube series on the Talking Candy YouTube channel. We often reference charts and other visual aids throughout the show that in our opinion improve the overall experience. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe so that you can stay informed on everything in the world of candy each and every week. Each week we take a look at everything going on in the world of candy and give you an idea of what we need to pay what blah, blah, blah. <laughs> What's up, Candy Fam? My name is Nate, that's David, and this is the Talking Candy Weekly Update. Each week, we sit down and give you an idea of what you should be paying attention to in the world of candy. And while we each have collections of our own, none of this is financial advice. We are just having a good time. David, how you doing? I'm doing good, Nate. Doing good. Glad to, glad to be here again. I'm ready to talk candy. Yeah, we took a week off last week. It's been just a little bit of a busy end to the summer, so... Focusing on a couple other things, real life things, but uh, excited to be back talking about this. We've had a few things go down over the last couple weeks, some things to take a look at that have happened and that are in the middle of happening. So we're going to take a look at kind of where the, the Cal Ripken drop stands now that the snapshot has been taken on all of those epics, as well as Titan Week number eight happened this morning as of recording and we also have some new collection challenges the play player of the month collection challenges so we're going to take a look at those as well but as we do let's quickly take a look at some sales to start here some big sales that we've seen this one's a little bit older at this point this is from august 24th but we saw the serial one epic mookie bets from 2021 move at 2700 one of the bigger sales that we've seen in a while so that was pretty cool we also saw the Aaron Judge 1 of 100 go for 2,500. Uh, this was the, the day following on August 25th. So two, two pretty, pretty mammoth sales compared to a lot of what we've been seeing lately. And then there were a couple others too. We saw the Otani number six, um, didn't tweet these out, but the Otani number six epic from 2021 went for 4,200. We saw the serial one of both Hayter and Arenado go for thousand dollars each those don't really make sense when sitting side by side <laughs> not really sure what happened there but worth noting we saw some adley epics go obviously for his titan burn and then i think that there was one other one or yeah a couple more a couple more of these 21 epics so altuve oh excuse me altuve number one went for 1100 real muto number one so a bunch of big uh big serials here the adam frazier perfect went for 500 and Tatis, he's kind of fallen out of grace here. His prices are down absurdly low compared to where they were, but for good reason. And then Acuna, number seven, went for 2,000. So a lot of a lot of movement on the 21 epics. Cool to see. And yeah, as we as we have done, like to look at those. And then you can see this Harper here. Uh, the number three went for 1,100. So big movement there on a Harper Titan. Uh, but yeah, those are those are kind of the big ones that have happened over the last couple weeks here. With that, let's uh, let's start by just taking a look at this these challenges because I think that it's a pretty quick little topic here, but it's something new, something that Candy has not done yet, at least in this version of it. We've seen collection challenges already, but it's all been full set uh, full set type challenges so far. This is the first thing that we've had 
of this nature where it's a smaller subset collection and this obviously is playing off of the the player of the month so i don't know if you want to jump in here i know that that you took a stab at this i was on vacation didn't have a chance to jump on it when it first happened but what's uh what's your take on this well i think the first thing is that a lot of us just had kind of a sigh of relief to see a challenge come to fruition at all we, we've been waiting for for any type of challenge and you know don't know if these are going to be regular things you know ideally we'd be getting something like a weekly challenge or you know different types of challenges for different types of collectors but this is the first of its kind from candy and they did follow the, the kind of model of having an easy medium and hard tier of completing the challenge and you know before i say anything negative i'm just glad that we have a challenge and that this is something that they can leverage moving forward and give us more like this, maybe just tuned a little bit better. One of the the issues I have with it is that even though it's broken down into supposedly an easy, medium, and hard tier, that they give you eight players that you have to get all of. And, and so there's no kind of pick and choose, you know, in, in other challenges from you know, other products, we, we might expect to see a challenge where we have to put together a team or something where you could pick, you know, a first baseman, a second baseman, a third baseman, and a shortstop, or, you know, where you have more variety of filling your spot. But but we don't have that luxury. It's just you have to get these eight players for all three of the difficulty tiers. And we've been talking about it for months, but not everyone's supply is the same. And so when you have to get eight out of eight, you know, you can't get five out of eight on the easy tier or seven out of eight on the medium tier. So you have to get eight out of eight on all four tiers. And so all it really comes down to is whether or not you're going to reach for those rarest players from the list. And that's going to mean making that decision of if you want to get a Jordan Alvarez and a Frank Thomas for the, for the most part, those being you know, the two most rare of the eight. And, and so I'm just happy they have a challenge and I'm happy that this is something that, that they want to do and hopefully build off of. But it needs to be noted that there wasn't much flexibility in completing the challenge. It was just a shopping list and you, you get these specific things or not. And so I think that's the the main issue that I would have with it. I did go on to complete the challenge. Uh, for me, it was personally making the decision that enough of these players still have their Titan week yet to come. And so I'm seeing a potential value in the fact that these are pieces I picked up that I should realistically be able to resell, you know, in a week or a month or whenever their day comes up and, and break even on these purchases I made. And, and essentially I'll just be collecting the the prize from this challenge for free once it's all said and done. But that's assuming that their prices hold up and I'm able to sell for approximately what I paid for them, uh, which, you know, it's a gamble and may not be the case. Yeah. You know, a lot of good points there to me. I agree with you. Nice to see in addition to the ecosystem, right? We want to, mm -hmm. we've been asking for 
more ways to engage with our collections, to engage as a community, to be able to use these cards for something. And they're certainly working towards that. I've got the medium tier up on the screen here. Um, this is kind of, uh, so basically the easy tier for accomplishing that, you'll get one pack from lineups three through six. Uh, medium tier, you'll get two. And the hard tier, you'll get four packs. And this medium tier is all based on the 2022 cards, as is the easy tier. The easy tier was uncommon or higher for each card, whereas the medium tier, you need at least a rare. And then going into the hard section here is where we see the 2021 cards get involved a little bit. Judge, Arenado, J-Ram, and Schwarber were the four cards that, four guys that had those, those 2021, so they used that. It was at any rarity, and those particular cards are not super valuable at the moment, so it didn't exactly point towards the value of 2021 uh, as a whole. But to me, the takeaway here is that they tried something really basic, and it has the you can jump off from this in a lot of different directions, mm -hmm. and you can, to your point, make it a little bit more flexible uh, if you want to have it based around, you know, have the 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 main thing be a set amount or sorry a particular set and a rarity within that set or it could be positional or any number of things they went with player of the month with this one so you had to have specific players but you know i think that there is some speculation that that you can do here moving forward which is fun that's what we like to do about how different rarities can come into play and what we might see uh, as other options to point attention back towards the original 21 set and so I think that they just wanted to see how people engage with this. Did they, did they decide to partake in it and, you know, see what the, the different issues are that they need to work out with it with a new challenge. So I, again, I've been, I've been away the last couple of weeks. I haven't thought super deep in terms of, you know, what I like and don't like about it, but I like to your point to just see in general that that we're moving in a direction of having more to do with these cards. And that's always going to be a move in the right direction, giving more activity, uh, you know, more engagement. That's always going to make these collectibles more fun, in my opinion. So, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the other thing that we should touch on before we leave the subject of this challenge is one of the big concerns on the Discord when the challenge was announced was that the impact of the prize being packs was that it was going to be too many packs coming back to the marketplace, causing a bit of a disruption with those lineup three through six prices. And and that doesn't seem like it's going to be the case. We, we kind of crunched the numbers. We looked at the availability of those, you know, because it was kind of gated, kind of bottlenecked by those more rare players. And, and even if you assume that every copy of a Jordan Alvarez is owned by someone who completed every level of the set it still doesn't work out to be that many total packs of cards and so we're estimating it'll probably be less than 500 packs getting delivered as prizes you know it possibly even less it just you know it's not going to be thousands upon thousands of those lineup packs being unvaulted uh, it's going to be a few and, and it may cause some temporary disruption on, on those pack prices if everyone who won immediately rushes to list those packs on the marketplace or it might help some people find some lineup three through six titan pieces 
uh, with the seven or four or two or one packs that they get. Um, but it's not going to be a huge amount of packs when it's all said and done. Uh, it would be nice if they would have just maybe created a new NFT to reward to the different levels instead of unvaulting these packs. But as far as rewards go, it's it's easy enough. It has some clear value. You can see that people are still purchasing those packs pretty regularly. And, and because it was difficult enough to complete this challenge, it's not going to be a huge number, not going to be too upsetting. Well, I think that we've learned we've learned two things so far about what Candy intends to do with these leadoff series packs. And one is that they intend to distribute them, but two is that they intend to distribute them slowly, which is what we've been asking for. So I think that while, yes, it would be cool to have a unique NFT as a challenge for this or any other, um, sorry, to have as a reward for this challenge or any other challenge, it would be nice, but they're going to, they're making it clear that they're going to find a way to distribute these leadoff series packs. And Mm -hmm. They're doing it in a lot of different ways. We've got the the weekly Titan reward for, it's kind of a blind reward. Nobody knows what the criteria is going into it. And then we find out who those people are for burning the most epics or cores or players from a given lineup, etc. We're now seeing uh, things of this nature. And, and I think that, you know, as you've crunched the numbers on this and we've looked at the numbers on, on those weekly Titan challenges, they're being distributed at a slow enough rate that it's it's not material. We're not getting a huge influx of epics specifically, which is really important. And I think that they're doing what we've asked as a community, not just you and I, but the all the sentiment that we see in Discord. We've seen specific questions being asked by the community managers and you know inquiring about whether or not people want to see those packs become more readily available prior to Titan burning coming to a conclusion. And so far the community has said, don't do that. And so far candy has not done that. And to me, that's the key takeaway. They are going to distribute these packs, uh, but so far they're doing it tastefully and I'm cool with, with how they're doing it with these, these play of the month player of the month challenges as well. So I think that we'll leave that right there, but we also are going to talk about, uh, the the Cal Ripken Jr. drop, and what we have with that are packs that continue to be significantly more valuable than when what they drop for. And these packs were retail twenty five dollars a pack. We saw them go as high as one twenty, one thirty, something like that, and that was prior to the epics uh, being or having the snapshot of the epics being taken for the real life autograph being sent out uh, for all the epic holders of Cal Ripken Jr. But the the current listings of these are still sitting at $80. And so because of that, we've basically seen the most successful pack drop since the 2021 uh, All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I didn't I didn't get a whole big exposure to it. But this is great. I mean, you know, there's no, I can't be upset about it. Yeah, I missed a little bit. I only bought three of these packs, but happy for anybody that bought more. And also more importantly, happy that Candy 
succeeded in dropping something that captured people's attention. It was a, a different style with the mystery boxes. It was a single player. They had the, the IRL autograph attached to the epics. They gave Reeves people a reason to rip them and that is making the supply go away quickly. So a lot of things were, were done in a new format and it worked and people felt that they were valuable. And so they sold out instantly on the, the primary and they've continued to hold tremendous value on the secondary as well. Yeah, not not only that, um, I mean, it, it's clear that we weren't expecting it either because you, you can see when we were recording a couple of weeks ago that it surprises us that they sold out as quickly as they did. And, you know, we were surprised when they were holding a $50 value, you know, even just doubling caught us by surprise. And then they went on to double again and hold those prices. Uh, but there's definitely something to be said about that that kind of smaller price point. You know, the, just the $25 is, you know, it, it's, it's not nothing, but it's enough to get people kind of more willing to, to give it a rip and, and go for it. And the fact that you only had seven days to rip or not to rip kind of put people on a timer, you know, kind of creates a little bit of that FOMO of, of you know, that time crunch of decision making um, if you're going to sell your pack or go for the epic. And so I, I think if we could see something like that kind of moving forward where, you know, not only do they set a deadline, but it's kind of a close deadline, I, I think that could definitely help. Uh, but, but it is still a little confusing to see these packs juxtaposed with the Hall of Fame packs. Because with the cow box, you have one NFT of any rarity from costing $25. And with those Hall of Fame 10 packs, you have 10 NFTs of any rarity that cost $250. You're still paying the same price per NFT. And these quadrupled in price in a matter of hours. And the Hall of Fame 10 packs are still sitting right at about retail price. So I'm still kind of scratching my head a little bit trying to figure that one out but it could just be everything else that was associated with the uh with the kelp drop as you said with the the real life autograph with that seven day timer uh to kind of put people under the gun um that might be all there is to it but it is still a little surprising to see just how different they are in terms of their value after the fact yeah, I think especially given the fact that the contents of those, the Hall of Fame 10 icon packs are just so premium in terms of the, the guaranteed rarities that you're going to get in there. I agree with you. It's still a bit of a head scratcher in comparison, but I do think that it comes down to the fact that they just really hit so many different angles of appeal with these. You know, it was, uh, you know, you can't overlook the fact that the $25 price point on the original pack is just that's super low it's you know it's a no-brainer for people to to buy those you had the snapshot being taken for the real life autograph on the 50 epics but it wasn't just that it was also 170 plaque nfts going out to anybody mm -hmm. holding any rarity so now you've got a whole bunch of people that want to be holding at least one and that you know it's only one card per pack so now you've increase the floor with people wanting to, to hold those for that reward. And 
when you've got all of those different layers to it, there's reasons to buy and hold packs, there's reason to buy and hold cards. And it was also Cal Ripken Jr. And that doesn't hurt yeah. either. So it was a good player. You can't overlook that. This wouldn't have worked with every single player. They picked a good player to do it with. He also had huge involvement. They had good mm-hmm. marketing materials with him. He was somebody that was clearly into it and embracing it. They dropped it on his birthday. I mean, there was just a lot. There was a lot that, that was right here. And so kudos to Candy. And uh, shout out to everybody that that made the, the good decision to, to invest in this on a, on a heavier level. So I am looking forward to seeing more unique drops like this. I know that they're, you know, obviously we need to see the right balance of, of volume when it comes to the candy drops. But as I've said in the past, the quantity of drops is not as important as the supply within each one of those drops. And as long as they keep doing things like this that people are excited about, want to pay for, and and we see the appreciation on the aftermarket, that's that's something that it allows everybody to win. Candy wins, the the consumer wins, and it maintains the health of this project that, that gets people interested in and wanting to be involved in something that is like, okay, if I buy this, it's going to appreciate. That looks good. It gets people involved. We saw it with the 21 stuff and we saw it here. So with that, let's, uh, let's take a look at the Titans. So this was week eight for the Titan burn challenge. And we've got three surviving Titans available here, as has been the case with every other week, these are the non lineups one through three. So all of these guys are from lineups four, five, or six. We did have one guy from lineup three this week, which was Vlad, but as we've seen, the 50% volume on the supply in that lineup has been enough to mint out 100 across the board. I think maybe there was one guy that got 99 or something like that, but. Taiwan Walker fell yeah. just short. So. Um, but yes. Yeah, so we had. Uh, Guriel, Freed, McClanahan, Tyler O'Neill, Chris Sale, and Dansby Swanson all minted out relatively quickly today within a couple hours. And uh, and then Vlad, who was from lineup three, he minted out as well. But we've got Rizzo, Ty France, and Gary Sanchez all sitting available uh, because there just isn't as much supply there. So I don't know if there's anything in particular that, that you noticed today. I, I've got a couple couple guys coming in here. I did Chris Sale and Shane McClanahan, two guys that I had stacked much earlier. So looking forward to grabbing those. I noticed first and foremost that they did not give me a San Francisco Giants again. Again. Uh, we're eight weeks here, and I'm still waiting for my first Giant. Uh, there, there's five or six out there, uh, depending on whether or not you're counting J.D. Davis or not, since he's a recent addition to the squad. Uh, but no, again, I'm going 0 for, 0 for 8 here. And it was, you know, it was pretty quick uh, to get to those 100 on just about everybody. Even Vlad, being from lineup 3, uh, he hit 100 more quickly than most of the lineup 3 players we've been seeing. Aaron Judge, a month ago, he took a couple hours. Mm. And Vlad did it today in about 40 minutes. And so I think that speaks to... I mean, not only was he just a bit more affordable than Judge was, but I think more people had been stacking him leading up to today that it just wasn't it wasn't as difficult to bridge the gap, to finish the job, to, to get those last 
10 or so mints after he kind of slowed down. You know, he, he rushed to 90 mints pretty quickly and there was just enough supply, enough people, you know, using today as their opportunity to sell their flat copies to, to yeah, to get those last 11 or 12 mints done uh, within, within about 40 minutes. Um, we are looking at potentially a new low with Gary Sanchez. He's sitting at 31 right now. And the current low is Grichuk. I believe he's at 46. Yeah, Randall Grichuk from lineup six hit 46 uh, about a month ago. And uh, Gary Sanchez, he could rival that, sitting at just 31 at the moment with you know still a couple days to go. Things could change, but there's just not a lot of listings. When I was looking earlier, across all four rarities, Gary Sanchez only had about 14 listings. And so unless you're sitting on points, it's going to be difficult to find them on the marketplace. Even though some of the points that are there aren't too terribly priced, um, there's just not enough of them. And so uh, it could be uh, could be difficult for him to make a run at that 46 mark that Grichik set. Uh, in addition to that, he's going to have one less day to do it. Uh, we had uh, Labor Day this Monday, and so they didn't uh, start the Titan Mint on Monday as they usually have. It started you know, earlier on September 6th, Tuesday, and it's still going to end at the same time on Thursday. So we just have one less day for Titans this week for them to actually go through the minting process. And so for anyone who made a speculative play on Gary Sanchez, they, they could be sitting on a new low point in terms of Titans minted this week. Um, but, you know, other than that, it's been pretty much business as usual. If you were holding extra copies of lineup one or lineup two, you either needed to sell them quickly because there's a lot of competition to sell, or you needed to mint them quickly because they're not going to last too long before they hit that hundred. And if you're holding someone from four, five, and six, you've got more flexibility. You can wait until Wednesday, Thursday evening to make that decision. Yeah, good point there. Uh, anybody from lineups one and two, when you see those come out on Mondays or today, Tuesday, you want to make your make your moves on those quickly because they mint out quickly, which means either you need to get that Titan before they're gone or you need to sell them before people run out of a reason to, to buy them. So I just pulled up the, the Gary Sanchez stats here and to your point it's just ridiculous to look at right you've got zero mm -hmm. uncommon listings so those are gone you've got a core listed at eight here and let's see six cores total yeah, yeah. six cores so eight eight fifty ten ten fifteen you know so it's like <laughs> and then a rare is 80 while an epic is a hundred so that hundred dollar epic is probably your best bet at the moment but then you mm -hmm. got to buy four of these cores. So really there's only one Titan available for people at the moment, which is this $100 Epic and scoop up these these four semi-reasonable cores. But that just shows that it just gets real crazy real fast with these with these later lineups because nobody's going to buy an $80 rare. This, this card is not going to be purchased. It just doesn't make sense when there's an Epic sitting there for 100 bucks and this is worth 15 points. So the the floors are are crazy and it gets to a point where people are just going to decide not to buy it at all and so that's the only thing that is worth note if you're sitting on lineup four through six cards that you want to sell there's a point where there's going to be a few people that decide to go and buy day of but 
If you want to make a play on somebody from lineups four through six, I suspect that people are starting to catch on to the fact that if you want to do that, you got to do it in advance because you're either going to be up against a ridiculous rising floor or you're just going to have no volume whatsoever. And so we're not seeing the same meteoric rise of actual sales, at least from what I'm noticing so far, because I think people are just catching on to the fact that day of is not not your best bet when it comes to these later lineups. So people are going to learn a little bit more each week and notice the same patterns that we're noticing uh, in some way, shape, or form. And and then it leads to these these crazy floor prices like this. So so those are interesting to look at. We'll we'll see where, where Gary ends up. Was there anything in particular of the Titans that got airdropped last week that we wanted to to touch on it all? I'm trying to forget who we got here. I got my native Valdi. That was that was the only one. Um, let's see what else was what was done I mean, last week. Adley Rutschman was the big name last mm-hmm, week. Right. Uh, only fifty six of him got made. And uh, looking through some of the uh, some of the regular suspects accounts of people who tend to mint more, uh, we do have an account that minted, uh, I believe, twelve Adleys. Wow. Uh, let let me double check that uh, one second while I pull that up, but I, I believe yeah that's one account holding twelve of those Adley Rutschmans, really pushing that effective supply, you know down below fifty there pretty pretty easily. Uh, but one thing about Titans worth mentioning is earlier today in Discord, uh, the user Yowzers posted some information, um, just some observe observations he's had about the cost of Titans the day of versus their current floor prices. And, and he's, you know, got some information about, you know, the majority of them are still worth more than they cost to put together. But then, of course, some of them are are losing by, by those day of purchase prices. Uh, you have people like uh, Ronald Acuna, where he cost over $400 the day of, and his current floor price is 316 but then you have other winners where J-Rod, even as high as his prices got, where people were minting in the ballpark of $850, $900, his floor price is sitting at 1200 Now, he hasn't had a sale at 1200 yet, but that still speaks to the fact that some of these players, their Titans, do still have intrinsic value that exceeds their day of costs. Trying to pull one up here. There we go. Julio Rodriguez, four listed. Wow, that's the low. Yeah, four listed with the low being fifteen hundred sales being. 15, yeah. yeah, sales between seven and eight hundred on three of those. No, mm-hmm. no Adley sales so far with the floor sitting at seven fifty. Um, but yeah, these are, these are two of the coolest ones to to be looking at for sure. Very, uh, very intriguing cards. Two legitimate rookie cards, you know arguably the the top two rookie cards in this entire set uh just a small correction that that account that i was looking at uh they didn't mint 12 adleys that they minted 13 and you know kind of rightly so they ended up with the number one adley regiment titan which only seems fair Mm -hmm. with as many as they they strung together there but i mean yeah it was uh it was another good week for titans last week with just Adley and Freddie Peralta uh, from lineups 
six and four respectively, uh, falling below that hundred mint threshold, and everyone else cleared a hundred easily. And, and again, if you purchase those players a month ago, two months ago, then you came out ahead. Mm-hmm. You spent less than they're currently worth. And so as long as you're not really chasing that high of minting them the week of, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of risk to picking a Titan, you know, looking for some bargains in advance and, and pricing one out. And someday I hope to know what it feels like to mint a San Francisco Giants Titan. <laughs> and so I can participate as well. I have made a couple Titans now of just players I happen to have extra points of. But, I, I'm, you know, it's fine. I'm, I'm glad I have them. They're nothing special. I, I want my guys. And so hopefully I'll get those sooner rather than later. Yeah, understandable. For sure the fun of these is getting the guys that you really care about. I've been fortunate to get three of my socks already, plus a bunch of others. I think I've minted like six or seven at this point, uh, including one of those Acunas. Luckily, I got mine before it cost $400, so I'm not, I'm not too worried about the floor price at the moment. One quick thing before we go is that we did get a sneak peek of the Griffey Chaser today that's going to go out to anybody that completes the Hall of Fame set. Hall of Fame set consists of the 30 cards in that set as well as one Cal Ripken card. So 31 cards total, any rarity. I don't have a, a graphic pulled up right here, but it, they look similar to the Otani and J-Rod Chasers. It's that, that same type of nugget, but it's, it's wooden instead of metal, which is cool. So it looks really sharp. Uh, when is the snapshot on that, David? That's going to be next Wednesday on September 14th. And so, uh, you know, this episode is going to be coming out on the 7th. So people still have about a week left if they want to put that set together for that horizontal Griffey chaser. Take a look at that. You know, the take a look at the Cal, the Cal stuff still continues to be really sharp looking cards. But uh, with that, I think that does it. We appreciate everyone being here. Be here again next week. Try not to take uh, another another week off in the near future. But my name is Nate. That's David. This is the Talking Candy Weekly Update. We will see you in the next one.